Hi everyone, before we get started, we wanted to let you know that we recorded most of our Luke Cage rewinds before the resurgence in Black Lives Matter protests after the killings of George Floyd and countless others. As you probably know, the Luke Cage series goes deep into the kinds of racism faced by Black people every day. As hosts who are not Black, we have not covered it as well as we should have, but we are trying to get better. We stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Movement, so our non-discussion of the issue in these episodes comes from uh, recording before the tragedies and not ignoring the issues. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and runs your henchmen off the roof for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode, we're covering Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 2, Code of the Streets. Original premiere date, September 30th, 2016. And while you're listening to this wonderful podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And rate us uh, on whatever podcast app you're using. Podcast app, not podcast, that's not a thing. Uh, which, you know, rating us on a podcast or a podcast app is really the best thing you can do for any podcast. That And telling people about this podcast. So how about do both? Tweet about us, Facebook about us, Instagram about us. Don't Snapchat about us, that's kind of weird. But the other ones are okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a line somewhere. Don't set up a Tinder profile for us. That's weird, too. All right. Yeah, I, I guess that's a good one to avoid. Um, yeah. For, for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, now that that rambling's done. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, did you say the episode were... were I did. I did oh, say okay. we were... Um, I said that before I rambled about social media. Okay, that's probably why I was thinking that. Uh, anyway, let's completely ignore everything that we started with and give a brief rundown of this episode in one minute or less. Detective Knight investigates the murder theft from last week's episode and crosses paths with Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Uh, <laughs> after oh, no, Skywalker. Yeah, just wanted to be sure. Uh, after Cottonmouth figures out uh, Chico is the last person he needs to go after, Pop convinces Luke to find Chico first and then set up a parlay. After finding him, Pop gets Luke to set up the parlay with Cottonmouth. Unfortunately, Turk Barrett also uh, finds out where Chico is and sells the info to his whereabouts to one of Cottonmouth's overzealous henchmen, Tone. Tone decides to shoot up Pop's barbershop, killing Chico and Pop. Cottonmouth gets angry at Tone for killing Pop and throws him over the building. Turk Parrot decides to go to a safer neighborhood, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Too bad, unfortunately for um, Parrot, there are only two neighborhoods in Manhattan in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> he, and he has to go back to the other one. He, I mean, he yeah. has to choose. One filled with ninjas or... I don't I don't know what else is is here, I guess. Uh <laughs> one, one filled with cottonmouth. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I it, so cottonmouth is worse than ninjas. 
right. Ninjas haven't bothered Barrett. I, oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't seen them. Okay. Just yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. As far as he knows, there are no superheroes in um, in uh, Harlem right now. Luke hasn't popped up on the superhero radar yet. So that's really, true. that's the safer one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, you ready for some fast facts? Sounds good to me. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Uh, I only have one. Uh, okay. Dolphins recognize and admire themselves in mirrors. Oh, well, good for dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I not that they can recognize themselves. I mean, that's basic. But that they have the self-esteem to appreciate themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was uh, I was thinking about this a while ago because my wife has this mirror um, out somewhere in our living room. And mm-hmm. my dog was just kind of sitting near it. And then she, like, looked over and then turns her head back. Like, she doesn't care. Like, oh, it's a mirror, whatever. Um, so I was wondering, like, oh, do other animals ever actually, like, would they care if they saw themselves in a mirror other than thinking, Oh, Hey, that's some other of uh, me animal. Uh, and I didn't find this by looking it up online. I just, you know, randomly found a fact and it just happened to work out. Okay. okay. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, now my fast facts are strangely enough, all about the episode we are covering today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The episode title, uh, Code of the Streets, comes from Gangstar's 1994 album, Hard to Earn, which you will hear, most likely, at the end of this episode. Is this going to be one of those facts um, that we do the same thing uh, every episode, like when this episode originally premiered? Most likely. Okay. Yeah. Although, Al, what are the codes of the streets? Um, I don't know. No, neither do I. I thought... One of us would think of something funny fast enough, but it didn't work out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know who Crispus Attucks is? Who the complex is named after? Actually, uh, he kind of does reveal it at the end of the episode. I wrote this note <laughs> before the end. Anyway, <laughs> I, my I question stands. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say exactly what Luke says at the end of the episode. I, I don't know anything other than that. Yeah, he was the first um, person killed in the Boston Massacre. So he was like the first casualty of um, of the American Revolution, who happened to be a, a runaway slave. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he was he's a bit he's an important guy in history. Um, I also my last fast fact is Luke and Pop talk about Kenyatta when they're talking about a bunch of authors, but um, Kenyatta was a. Uh, hero in the 19 uh book series that came out in the 70s where kenyatta was this leader of a uh black militant group similar to black panthers and was like an inspiration for a lot of the black panther stuff so oh cool yeah i was actually looked him up hoping he was like some non-marvel superhero which he did some interesting stuff stuff looking at the uh the synopsis of the episodes but not superhero stuff like fighting the power type stuff Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, still good stuff. Yeah, came out in the same um time that uh, Luke Cage premiered in the comics, so it was all part of that black exploitation stuff in the mid to late seventies. 
Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Anything else before we move on to our hero? Nope. No, no all right. other random facts for me. <laughs> all right. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like a for real superhero, which is I'm not like a goopy stalker type of I'm Luke Cage. You can't burn me, you can't blast me, and you definitely can't break me. I am Harlem, and Harlem is me. Luke Skywalker Nicholas Cage. He's very little known fact, he has two middle names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um Luke hates the N-word, which is fair. Unlike every other person in the um in Harlem, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta say, I feel I'm like... not a fan of it either. Uh, no, just, it's it's one of those words that has like I'm not a fan of the sound, right? You know, how some people like they don't like certain words because the sound. Like I just think it just doesn't roll off that well. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever watched uh, John Mulaney's stand-up specials? Uh, yes. I think I know the joke you're you're talking about. Yeah, where he's talking about this guy saying calling midgets is as bad as the N word. He's like, no, that's not true. Because one of them we're saying, and the other one we're just saying the letter of the word. <laughs> one is definitely worse than the other one. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are two schools of thoughts with this: is people. Uh, African-American people try and reclaim the word so they say it as a term of like friendship to each other and other people believe it demeans black people which is what the side Luke Cage apparently falls on so yeah mm-hmm. we are not qualified to talk about this alright no, no, I mean we, we don't have a history with any of this <laughs> no. so, uh, I mean I just don't have anything to say honestly if I did yeah. but yeah <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, so Luke at the end of the episode, uh, when he's when he takes the gun from the the kid, uh, and then you know he shoots himself. Uh, one of the things that was interesting. So we we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, when we saw Luke in uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, like, how much damage does he actually take from being hit with a shotgun, point blank range? Because um, everything we've kind of seen and assumed, we assume he would be fine. But mm-hmm. uh, I had to rewind a couple of times to make sure. But when he shot himself at basically point blank range with that pistol, he got a bruise. Okay. So I guess a normal weapon still hurts a lot, like being shot well, yeah. with that. Yeah. I feel like his skin is bulletproof. And his muscles are super strong, but it still doesn't stop some of the trauma going through. We knew that when Jessica shot him in the face with a um, shotgun. Yeah, exactly, because he had that, that headache and he needed medical attention and all that stuff. Yeah, he he had a concussion and swelling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just throwing that out there. Also, I guess he gets a bruise immediately. I don't I don't know if it, <laughs> that's how things work normally work out. Although, Al... Now that I'm thinking about it, because I didn't rewind it multiple times like you did. Uh-huh. Did he get a bruise, or was that gunpowder, like, <laughs> from the bullet? Because he shot uh, at close range. Yeah, that's a good point. I have absolutely no idea. Um, how much gunpowder comes out? Also, what, is it dark? Because it looked like, dark like a bruise. Well, yeah, it's 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 black. It's like oh, okay. black powder. Then um, I have I don't... absolutely no idea. 
I I don't know how much gunpowder actually comes from it, but like if you ever watch those high speed cameras looking at gunshots, there is a puff of smoke, and the close range he shot himself in the abs, um, was like I think close enough to get some of that on him. Okay, that's a good point. I have seen at least one episode of MythBusters, so I do yeah. know that that yes, there is a, a puff of smoke that comes out from <laughs> from from a gun. Or from watching the uh, high speed videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that's all I know it from. It's pretty much Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, then okay. Then maybe it wasn't a bruise. All right. We'll go back to it. But it, it, it probably something. I I have no idea. Either way. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So um earlier in the episode, uh, Pop tells him to go look for Chico. Like, I did you this favor, getting you this job, letting you work here. You, I'm I'm calling in this favor. And he says it's been a long time since he's he's gone out and found people, even though that's what he used to do. He did that in Jessica Jones. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, twelve years. Twelve years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Right. I didn't realize it was that long a timeline, but that's fair. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I guess that was before we they they haven't revealed yet what his what he used to do right before things got all weird before he met Riva and all that stuff mm-hmm. before he was in jail. So, uh, I guess I won't talk about it to spoil it, but I mean, it, oh. it sounds like that was his job. Basically. Oh, okay. I don't remember yeah. that at all. I was thinking about in Jessica Jones, he went and found, uh, who was it? That missing kid. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking about. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. I was thinking, cause like, I know they go into it, uh, pretty well later in the season um, like what his job was and why he what he did before he ended up in jail and all that stuff and because he said he was framed um, mm-hmm. and all that so um, I don't remember exactly what his job was but I, I get the feeling it was probably something in the line where a normal thing for him would have had to be to, to find someone okay yeah I don't remember what his job was at all <laughs> so. oh okay got it I, yeah. I only have like the high level <laughs> I just, I don't know, like, did he have a specific position? Was there a title? Or, like, no, I just know, like, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, so um, the only other thing with uh, Luke I've got is uh, the scene when Pop's uh, place is getting shot up. Uh, all things considered, he uh, he got somewhat lucky. I mean, it's terrible what happened. But there were three people he could have saved, one completely innocent child, one old man, and one guy, the reason the place is getting shot up. He chose the right kid to save. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he, he says at the end, uh, you know, that was uh, instinct for him. Um, yeah. So that's good. Also, as he was running to the to the kid, I guess I don't know the kid's name. Um, uh, I think that's, was that Lonnie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Lonnie. Uh, so as he was running to Lonnie, um, that's when Pops get shot, like, at least once. So mm-hmm. it's a good thing that, that the kid didn't get hit by a bullet or two as uh, Luke was running over. Uh, otherwise, it would have been a waste, and then Luke would have had to turn around, and then the other two would have been dead, and uh, nothing at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, with two submachine guns, um, Shades is a bad shot, because... 
I assume he he shot Luke a few times. We we don't know, but we 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 do. Uh, I mean, Shades oh. wasn't the one shooting; it was the other guy. Oh no, 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 it was Tone. It was Tone. Yeah, Tone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, we because uh, we see later on that his his back is uh like bullet holes basically in his shirt. Okay. Okay. I might have been writing a note or something. I don't remember that. But um, he shoots Chico like twice but the kid survives like barely he's being taken to the hospital and he shoots um pop once in the neck of all the people he he was shooting for i think he got or he got three shots that would have been fatal maybe like five if you include luke but it's like out of amount, the amount of bullets he spends he's a really poor shot <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, he was he was dual wielding too, right? He had like the, the two guns yeah. and he was just unloading in there. Yeah. Uh you're right. He he just he probably just closed his eyes. It's like mm-hmm. uh I hope I killed this kid, but I don't want to actually see it. Yeah. You know, yeah, tone seems like a wimp like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, um Pop dies shocking to all of us especially if you guys heard last week's episode we had no idea this is coming at all yeah i i would have assumed it's you know like i said second to last episode but no second episode yeah the opposite of the penultimate whatever that yep. is um i don't know what that is but there's probably a word for it um and then uh he gets the uncle ben moment of slowly dying but giving out your last bit of wisdom to the hero this is uh forward always always forward so i feel like anytime luke stops moving he's failing pop because he's not always moving forward well i mean yeah but no one's gonna be 100 percent right as long as he's not taking steps backwards he he's good yeah it's true <laughs> all right um anything else for our main character before we move on no, not not too much for Luke. I mean, I feel like we didn't talk about a lot of the stuff he did the episode, but no, <laughs> honestly, yeah. yeah, I don't have too much. Kick, uh, he kicked he the door pretty... down. Yeah, um. exactly. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. What about turning the other cheek? Jesus saves. I don't. That's right. The evil ones. The evil ones. Cornell. Um... I always like these scenes when the bad guys come in and gets their, um face shaved with a straight razor as like the ultimate power move because you really think about it so you do it to someone you don't like but you know you have so much power that he could slit your throat but he won't because he's still afraid of you i think that's just a, a baller move yeah um so i guess my question was pops actually afraid of him or was he just trying to keep the whole switzerland thing going of like nope nothing here this is all neutral well, I think both neutrality is based completely on 
people understanding you're neutral. I mean, if you if he pissed off Cottonmouth, and um, Cottonmouth decided to send someone to shoot up his barbershop later in the episode, which Cottonmouth didn't do it, but his mm-hmm. men did, there's nothing you can do about it. You still have to be respectful and stuff like that. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then also hoping that, you know, Luke or anyone else in there doesn't say something stupid for them to get shot up or killed outside of the barbershop. Yeah, that's true. You got to be careful with uh, with that because once you're out, you're out. Yeah. Outside, at least. Yeah. <laughs> what happens um, on the outskirts of Vegas can happen anywhere, I guess. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we could talk about this with Pop, or we can talk about this now, but since we're talking about Cornell, we'll talk about it now. We that see the, good. yeah, the flashback of when Pop was younger with Cornell and uh, Chico's father. Um, I would not believe that Cornell and, um, and Pop are roughly the same age. Wait, that they were saying the same age? I thought, I thought that was like a, like a adult with teenager situation like a uh, batman and robin i th- i thought they were like similar ages i thought like they were bo- maybe maybe pops a couple years older than them but not like significant oh okay yeah i was thinking that pop was like er- late teens early 20s maybe and then cornell was like 14 well yeah but say they're late teens say he's 18 that's only a four-year difference Oh, that's a good point. I didn't actually do the math. <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah, you're right. That's that's very, uh, very different. Yeah. I'm actually... You're trying to look up, like, the... I'm the looking up how old Mahershala Ali is. But the thing is, I know how spell who Mahershala Ali is. I don't know who Pop is. Mahershala <laughs> is 46. Okay, all right. I, and I could buy that. I mean, as far as in the show goes, you know, they feel like with all the makeup and everything, they, they make him try to make him look younger, probably in his 30s, late 30s or something. But yeah, I, I could buy 40s. Looks really good for his age. I'll give him that. And let's see. Pop is played by someone. <laughs> I really don't have anything to uh Frankie, to fill this Frankie space. Faison. Oh, All right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming Tony that you're just going to edit out some of this. Nope. Uh, nope. This is this is pure gold. Oh, all right. Is this why we only have 3 3 listeners per episode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um Mahershala Ali is 46 and now and Frankie Faison who plays Pops is 70 years old. Um so yeah, that's that's not close. <laughs> okay. All right. So as far as when they were kids in that picture, you're thinking uh, Cottonmouth was like 12 and then Pops was 40. 30. <laughs> 40. Um, that would be the only thing that makes sense. It doesn't make sense how these line up. <laughs> did, did we get a year that that photo was taken? I don't think so. Ah, all right, because it kind of made it seem like late 70s to mid 80s, something like that, possibly even late 80s. 
But all right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying that that it's you know it's a great backstory and stuff. It makes no sense. Like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually completely forgot that Pops and Cottonmouth like ran together. Like when they brought that up, I was like, Oh, didn't remember that at all. Um and that just feels a little weird because of the age. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it at least explains, you know, why at the end of the episode, Cottonmouth gets really, really angry when that one when he finds out that Tone killed Pops. Yeah, <laughs> Tone. You could tell by the look on Tone's face, like, oh no, when he said Pops gonna rebuild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... You know who the real victim of all this is? Turk, who doesn't get paid. You're right. He provided and, a service, and mm-hmm. he was not uh, paid for it at all. Yeah. Uh, compensated. That's the word I wanted to say. Yep. But paid sounds just as intelligent. So it's okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't write or talk for a living. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a hobby. You talk for a hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've made no money off of this. Nope. Uh <laughs> Yeah, all yeah. of our ad sponsorships, they follow the uh, Nelson and Murdoch model. So, you know, we get like crates of bananas, things like that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I don't think any banana companies have sponsored us, but they always send crates of bananas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I mean, I'll take it. I mean, hey, yeah. banana smoothie. Sounds good. Potassium. Yep. That's right. All right. <laughs> um, Mariah doesn't really do much in this episode. She gets mad at Cornell, but <laughs> yeah. I don't have any other sections other than uh, for Cornell, unless you do. Uh, no, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have anything. I, I feel like we're gonna do this f- f- with a lot of the characters in this episode, considering the amount of. I don't want to say setup, but yeah, it feels like a lot of setup, like yeah, that yeah. starting out stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to move on to a word from our sponsor? Yeah, that sounds good. We're not. We're not considering a. Mariah a villain or, or Oh I said I said I didn't have anything from Mariah. Oh okay got it. For some reason I, said, I thought you were going to say something. No yeah I've, I've got no. nothing about her. Okay. All right. Anyway, Mariah is a villain. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me. So, start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. All right. Um, so before we get too far into this this ad break, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, Tony, can you describe the game of unicorn to everyone, to all of our listeners? The game of unicorn. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know it so well. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Yes. Well, you start off. You get a horse, and you get a narwhal. <laughs> it's actually a very complicated and expensive game. Um, I mean, I guess you could figure out the rest from that context. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. It's just horse, you know, that basketball game, but with a better name. Now, we've all heard of the Harlem Globetrotters, the wacky basketball group uh, who can make the impossible shots and solve the unsolvable physics equations. But we're not here to talk about that. They get enough airtime. No, today we're talking about the Misty Knights basketball group. By day, they're a team of crime-fighting detectives. By night, they're a group of highly paid basketball entertainers. And by really late at night, they're back to solving crimes because because detectives' work is never done. There are a lot of murders. 
The Misty Knights basketball group are going on tour soon, and you get the chance to see them, assuming you live in one of the 86 cities they will be traveling to. Next Tuesday, tickets go on sale for the low price of $25 US per seat, plus $5 processing fee, and a $6 handling fee, and a $4 printed home fee, and of course there are the handful of purchasing fees. Uh, but remember, you'll want to book directly. Ticketmaster adds too many extra fees. Uh, find the schedule online at their website. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free number one foam finger when you buy tickets to the show. And use promo code DCU Rewind to confess to a murder. Fair. All right. Well, that's a good segue. Wait, when does the horse and the narwhal come into um, Unicorn? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, I, we don't have time to get into it. Just, just look okay. it up online. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good segue to Misty Knight in our guy in the chair section. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. So, yeah. Um, I like the scene uh, when we first see her where she's staring at the clues and then she's like imagining the crime happening in their head. It reminds me both of Sherlock Holmes and uh, other Sherlock Holmes, Tony Stark with his hologram stuff. But she's actually <laughs> smart enough to do it in her head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like around the time that this came out, um, that was a... Uh... I don't want to say a common thing, but it was like, it was a thing that was happening. Like I remember seeing it in other places like that, like the Tony Stark, Sherlock Holmes uh, kind of show. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, yeah. Also Ben to come back, Sherlock Holmes and Matt Smith in uh, his first episode of the doctor did a weird thing like that. He did. I don't remember. Yeah. When they're looking for like clues of where the, the bad guy is, and it's like zooming around everywhere. I feel like it was oh. something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was... Yeah, that... You're right. That makes a lot of sense. I thought that was weird that they did that for that one episode and never did it again. But I was also <laughs> fine with it because I didn't like it in that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That was like the first full episode that I ever watched of Doctor Who. Probably the re- part of the reason Matt Smith is my favorite Doctor. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> when will yeah, Matt Smith say... come into the MCU? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, eventually. Yeah. Eventually, everyone will be. All right. Anyway, back yeah. to this. Given enough time, yeah. Uh, in strange eons, even death may die. So yeah, eventually, Matt Smith will show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think he would get a uh, uh, like a cool like main character kind of role, like he'd be an actual hero, or do you think he'll be like a one-off villain who spends most of his time in a bunch of makeup, similar to Christopher Eccleston? Well, yeah, but David Tennant's also one of our best villains. It's, it's, it's foregone conclusion Matt Smith is going to be a villain, but just like what level of villain will he be? That's true. You're right. I, I completely forgot David Tennant was was <laughs> in uh, Jessica Jones. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he will be... He'll be a villain for one of the Disney Plus movies. He'll be halfway between the profile of a a a film like Eccleston did, but the length amount of time that Tennant got because he's kind of in the middle of both those guys for me. 
Okay, all right, that, that's fair. Uh, yeah, a Disney Plus sort of show uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Not one mm-hmm. of the movies, but I, I I think he'd be on the show. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel bad, a little bit bad for Matt Smith. He hasn't really did his big break after Doctor Who yet. Yeah, that's true. No one watches The Crown. No, uh, I was surprised to see that he was in The Crown, and then he was also in Terminator Genesis as <laughs> Skynet. Yeah, I I kind of wonder if like he thought he was going to be in more movies after that. Cause it, it kind of felt like, didn't. like they were setting it up. Cause I know they wanted to do three. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, things just did not go well for them there. Yeah, Terminator Genesis was not, I don't dislike that movie, but it's not the best Terminator movie or the I second mean, best Terminator movie or yeah. the third best Terminator movie. At a minimum, it's not the worst. This is true. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Misty Knight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She had, she had a lot of stuff in this episode, so yeah. I figure we have a lot to talk about her. And of course, that's where we go off on our crazy tangents. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like her interaction with a scarf. Her, her, um, her, uh, her partner. Her partner. Yeah. <laughs> who's this guy who obviously has a very strong opinion about the people of Harlem and it's not very positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where she is like, she's, she grew up in this neighborhood. She's known pops since she was, um, at least young. I don't know how old. Um, and she's willing to, you know, bet, allow people to get away with nonviolent felon the felony. If they can give them, um, info and beat her at basketball. Yeah, uh, although, to be fair, she kind of went into that hustling him. Like, she knew she was going to win that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she that was her place when she was a teenager. She got a star on the basketball walk of fame, apparently, right there. Back yeah, in the 90s. I mean, yeah. And then they talk about it a little bit more when she's talking to Pops, that uh, apparently her dad is still upset that she went to a different college. I mm-hmm. don't remember the names that she said. I know one was some... Her dad wanted to go to St. John's. I don't know where she ended up going. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, that that's that's a big thing. She probably still plays from time to time, I assume. Keep mm-hmm. up the skills. Make sure she can win at horse or unicorn. Yeah. I mean, unicorn's a much longer game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. More letters. Uh, yeah. I do like Misty Knight... She might be one of my favorite characters in the show in general. I think just her attitude and she's one of the best guys in the chair in the entire MCU, in my opinion. Yeah, she is. I'm I'm trying to remember a lot about her from this season. I remember season two mm-hmm. um, pretty heavily for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because it's more recent. <laughs> but, yeah. So try to remember, and uh, I'm sure as the season goes on, I'll agree with you. But right now, I just don't remember at all. Um, yeah. What? How much she does? But, um, yeah. I mean, she's. Let's see, I'm trying to think about it. So far, she's the only um, constant guy in the chair that's in like a an authority sort of position, right? Because she's a she's a detective. Um, like in Daredevil, yeah, you've got um, Mahoney, but. He doesn't really yeah. talk to him on a daily basis. Yeah, Mahoney's more of a friend of a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they, they talk a little bit here and there, but yeah. So she, she at least has access to to more stuff. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I like I know I like her interactions with um in season two and with other characters in Iron Fist, which we'll get to way down the road. I'm actually looking forward a little bit to Iron Fist because I also love Colleen Wing, the much better oh. than anyone else in that show. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. She is like uh, leagues above everyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Is there anything else with uh, Misty you want to bring up? Um, no. Uh, I, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, you you kind of said everything, right? You know, the really they they wanted to show that she's good at her job. She's she's basically good at the things that she does, right? She's really good at basketball. She's really good at her detective work. When they first showed her at the beginning, um, imagining you know the the whole crime scene and everything. Um, she has a pretty decent relationship with her partner, right? She's joking around yeah. with him. So it's that, you know, like that could be a cool buddy cop movie right there. Um, yeah, she kind of nice rolls her eyes at him, but yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I and want, I'd watch a movie of them. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, they obviously trust each other enough, right? Like, yeah, like even when you said like, yeah, she she'll give away, uh, you know, one get out of jail free card for a non-violent uh, offense. And he was like, that's never going to happen. No, I'm, I would never agree to that. Um, but he still trusted her to, to do yeah. it. Although I bet if she lost, he would have gone back on her word. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to uh, Pop. Okay, sounds uh, good. Yeah, Pop's connection to Luke is he knew Reva since she was five. I'm like, cool. I, I, I'm surprised. Like Reva's family hasn't come up in this. I mean, we're only two episodes in. They might, but um, Pop knew Reva since she was five, which means her family's probably established around there somewhere. Yeah, it's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, given the little bit that I know. Do do you think Luke ever met her family? I she came back home with Luke. Uh-huh. Like met and used pop. I bet he met whatever family she has there during that time. Although I bet also they will have blamed her for blamed him for her death. Even though we all know that he has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's true. But that's also assuming that she liked her family and spoke with them. This is the mm-hmm. MCU, right? A lot of characters uh, don't talk to their family. I can't That's think true. of many. Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Matt Murdock. Oh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of any hero. I mean, uh, Peter's got Aunt May. That's true. Yeah. Um, Thor still <laughs> talks to his dad when he's alive. For the first two movies. And Mom for the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And the brother's and the, there. That last one that he was in. Most recent. Wait, what? In Endgame. When he goes back in time. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, they're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, then in that case, Tony sees his dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to start listing characters. Like, yeah, uh, Sky. She doesn't talk to any of her family. She um, she reconnected with her mom and dad. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, of all the of all the uh, the shieldies you pull out, <laughs> it's the one that has family drama. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, no, Ward. I knew he talks to his family until mm. you know their sudden passing. It's true. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, she had to erase, Sky had to erase her dad's memory, and his mom. She he killed her mom. So I guess. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I don't have any yeah. for uh, Misty, basically, to answer your We're, We've question. been talking about Pop. There's actually Pop we've been talking about. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Too many tangents. <laughs> uh, uh, Pop, Reva. Oh, I don't know. We were kind of talking about Reva. Yeah, Pop, back to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, going back to this, I have no idea how old Pop is supposed to be. Um, just because yeah. now you're bringing up Reva and known her since she was five. Uh, but he was also in jail for a long time. I don't know what that <laughs> time was supposed to be. Did he say he was gone for what ten years or something? He was gone for ten years. He hasn't seen his son. His son was three when he went in, and he probably saw his son like right when he got out because he hasn't seen his son since his son was thirteen. Okay, got it. Yeah, which means any of these kids could be a son, even Luke. Even Luke. Oh, Pro- probably not Luke because. Don't they reveal in this that it comes from what South Carolina? Oh, uh, I thought he said Georgia. Georgia, yeah, yeah. So a southern state, okay, <laughs> that is not Texas or Florida, <laughs> is South Carolina. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Luke would know if he grew up for at least thirteen years in Harlem because. Do you, at least you do remember years. your yeah you do remember most of that time <laughs> yeah that's true uh i lived in los angeles until i was 10 i remember a portion of that time so yeah yeah it's probably not luke <laughs> we don't know he's gone through some trauma he was shot in the head with a shotgun he got lots of memories yeah we don't know don't know anything yeah um yeah also i've written down these notes that chico's father was Frito. Frito, the name of the youngest brother in The Godfather. So all these Godfather things from last week to here, it's all coming together. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up in the uh, fast facts, considering that you know it's, it's going to keep going. Apparently, like it is a fact at this point. So let's see what happens in the other 11 episodes of the season. Yeah, we'll see. I, I got to commend you, Al. You said the accurate, accurate number of episodes in this season. <laughs> There are 13 episodes. Well, I wasn't joking at the time, so. Yeah. The next time I talk about it, uh, it'll be a joke. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or not. Speaking about jokes, no, there's not, not a good segue. To Pop's death is sad. Um. Yeah. Well, like we already said, Pop is the Uncle Ben, Dr. Erskine role in this movie. Um. They get his always forward, keep moving forward kind of belief. I don't know if that comes from the comics or if they're just quoting Walt Disney, who who's famously said keep moving forward. Oh, I don't know. He said that. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I don't know where that quote came from. Yeah. Well, we're very informative with this. Maybe I should read some Luke Cage now that <laughs> I... Not really going anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm pulling up the uh, uh, yeah, see his bio on uh, an online wiki, and I'm trying to see if they mention it where like maybe where that comes from, but no, don't no no don't see any any uh link. So at a minimum on this uh on this wiki page, no extra info there. Yeah. Now, when I see the word pop in this, it makes me think of, um, you probably don't know this, uh, guy Pop Merrill in Stephen King books, who's like a local kind of crime boss type guy. Makes me instantly distrust people named Pop, (laughs) which isn't (laughs) fair. Although Pop in this used to be a bad guy, so I guess it's accurate. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of assume the opposite actually. Like for for something like this, I assume that you know Pop is like the father figure trying to be like you know grandpa ish type of person. Um, so I I just initially assume someone with that name is a good guy. Yeah. Well, it's probably because I watch movies about organized crime. You know, The Godfather, Pop Merrill, stuff like that. You call someone the father who's not really your father. He's not trustworthy. That's a good point. I didn't think about it from that perspective. Having not seen any of those, eh, the thought did yeah. cross my mind. All right. Well, anyway, Pop was a good guy, and that's why he's dead, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Damn. All right. Anything else for the guys in the chair? Anything else you want to bring up? Uh. No. I mean, we kind of talked about everything. Um. Yeah, basically everything else that I kind of have, uh, we, we've already brought up, you know, talking about different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we brought up, uh, the only other last thing was uh, Tone, who uh, kind of villain, also kind of guy in the chair. I guess not supporting for uh, the heroes, at least. But uh, yeah, he's gone. He's not a character anymore. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he, he went splat. Yeah. Got yeah. a little overzealous. And um, yeah, there's a reason he's not the guy in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so moving on to our last 12%. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Sounds good. I don't have anything. So, Tony, Uh, you can take the floor. I just have one thing. It's like, after Luke's speech at the end of the episode in front of the the Christmas Addicts um, complex, I'm really excited for next week when he actually does something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was trying to remember if that scene that we're thinking of was in this episode but i guess not it's yeah. in next week's all right yeah, after seeing like getting it set up at the beginning of the episode and then seeing the exact same thing at the end i thought something would happen but it didn't <laughs> uh, oh well all, all right, right. Well, to, let's rate this episode yeah that sounds good to me stark tower is your baby give yourself 12 percent credit 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 
twelve percent. Twelve percent? That is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than eleven percent. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right, Tony. Um, how many uh, snap, crackle, pops do you give this episode? Um, I would give this probably one snap, one crackle, and a paw. Just two and a half stars. Um, a lot of setup, just like last week. Uh, compelling characters, but I'm like, I like, I'm not meeting these characters for the first time, so I'm actually my interest level is going down a little bit from where I was last week. How about you? Okay. Uh, I actually, I'm kind of the opposite. So I'm moving up a little bit from last week at about three and a half, I'd say. So Mm -hmm. again, just like you, there's a lot of setup, uh, but stuff is happening, right? Like we see uh, Cottonmouth actually doing stuff. Like he cares. We're starting to uh, get a little bit of that story. Um, Pop going away is uh, fuel for Luke. And he's like actually going to do something. So like it's starting to get a little, you know, excited. Uh, And then the whole thing with Misty, right? Because she... Uh, is like doing a lot of stuff in this episode and she just kind of uh, kept showing up even though I only gave her like one line in the uh, intro because she was just kind of all over the place um, but yeah that, I, I enjoyed this one more than last week so hopefully okay. next week at a minimum we're both like yay this episode was better but we'll yeah. see what happens mm-hmm. yeah I think we both know that overall I think both of us liked season two more than season one at least I know I did I think so i don't remember too much but then again it's like every season of any of these tv shows we don't (laughs) remember how much we forgot until we actually watch it again all right well if we've got nothing else let's sign off sounds good join us next time when we cover luke cage season one episode three who's gonna take the weight and remember to follow us on twitter and give us a five-star rating on your podcast app as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 2, Code of the Street. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. They might say that we're a menace to society, but at the same time I say, why is it me? Am I the target for destruction? What about the system and total corruption? I can't work at no fast food joint. I got some talent, so don't you get my point? I'll organize some brothers and get crazy loot Selling D-R-U-G-S's and clocking dollars true Cause the fact, oh, yo, that suits me fine I gotta have it